Hi everyone, it's Jason and welcome to the JC Weather Podcast. It's Sunday, September 25th and Happy New Year, Lashana Tova to those of you who are celebrating. We have some strong thunderstorms moving through. It's about 11 p.m. and the radar really is lit up like a Christmas tree. We have a couple of storms, especially over eastern NASA going into Suffolk right now that are on the verge of becoming supercells. Radar is indicating some 60-mile-per-hour wind gusts, also indicating some hail cores, so definitely something you want to continue to monitor through the course of the next few hours. Again, right now, it's about 11.15 p.m., so this is an evolving situation. And this is with a strong cold front coming through, and also a shortwave. So we've got lots of shear going on in particular. And it was also a mild, muggy day for this time of year. So did get a little bit of instability going as well. Now, this trough that's starting to affect us tonight is going to be going on through the week, pretty much. And it's going to continue to amplify. We're going to see several short waves pivot through it and across the area. So each day is going to turn slightly cooler. And with the cool air aloft, most days are going to feature lots of cumulus clouds in the afternoon. It's going to be generally dry after this front goes by tonight with this northwest flow. But... Certain afternoons could feature pop-up showers. So for Monday, we'll call it increase in clouds with a 20% chance of a shower or storm in the afternoon. It's going to be breezy with highs in the mid-70s and lows in the upper 50s. Tuesday, again, will start out mostly sunny. Then we'll be mostly cloudy in the afternoon. 20% chance of a shower. Breezy with seasonable temperatures, highs in the low 70s, lows in the mid-50s. And for Wednesday, <coughs> excuse me, looking for a mixture of sunshine and clouds, highs in the upper 60s, lows in the low 50s. And see yet again, another cold front go by. So Thursday, it's mostly sunny, it's cool. Highs will be in the mid-60s. We'll see lows in the upper 40s. And again, for Friday, call it partly cloudy. Highs in the mid-60s. Lows in the mid-50s. Now, the tropics remain busy as well. But one storm in particular that we're going to be paying attention to over the next few days is Tropical Storm Ian. And right now, that's about 140 miles south of Grand Cayman Island. It is strengthening quite rapidly. It has sustained winds now of 65 miles per hour. And it's moving off to the north and west. And this system does ultimately have its sights set on the southeast U.S. So in the infrared satellite right now... Storm is starting to look a little more organized, starting to see 
some of the thunderstorms get closer to the center. And this will likely become a hurricane either late tonight or sometime during the day on Monday. And the system is going to turn north into the Gulf of Mexico. A little bit of uncertainty to where it's ultimately going to wind up. Right now, it looks more likely to go towards the Florida Panhandle. It's possible it could go a little further east and be more of a threat to the Tampa area. But right now, since the storm is still a little weaker than initially expected, it's probably going to take longer to respond to the upper-level winds and to take that northern turn. So looking for landfall sometime either Wednesday or Thursday based on the track of the system. Intensity at landfall, little difficult to say. Ian is probably going to become a Category 3 or 4 hurricane for a time in the Gulf. But we're going to watch wind shear and in particular dry air to its north from this trough that we're dealing with start to bleed into the southeast U.S., so we're thinking that this is going to weaken and come on shore as a Category 1 or 2 hurricane. Would reduce the impact some much, but certainly not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. And would not change much with regards to storm surge. So west coast of Florida is very vulnerable to storm surge. It has a very shallow shelf. So even if Ian is weaker at landfall, the fact that it was a stronger storm offshore would have already set the water in motion. And also a stronger storm offshore weakening at landfall generally produces a higher surge than a weaker storm offshore strengthening at landfall. Taking a look at Katrina was a good example of that. It was a Category 5 offshore, and then it made landfall as a Category 3. Yet, it managed to produce a 28-foot storm surge. So, we are going to need to continue to monitor this. And eventually, we'll see what bearing this is going to have on our weather by say about Friday into Saturday, Saturday in particular, whether or not the remnant low of Ian goes west of the Appalachians or east of the Appalachians, or whether or not it might even just get suppressed to our south. We could be dealing with some precipitation next weekend. I'm Jason, and thank you for listening. You can find out more by going to jcmeteorologicalservices.com on Facebook at JC Weather NYC in Long Island and now on Patreon at JC Weather.